This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill! Touchdown! Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out! He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott! For the touchdown, no flags, Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and, and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the, the Cowboys? Cowboy Nation. Well, I know how the hell you are, but, uh, I'll tell you what, folks, our recap today is not going to be pretty. And any Cowboy fan out there that's uh, part of this, uh, hey, I don't care, I'm a Cowboy fan, and you don't like to be a Cowboy, get the hell. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I've been a longtime Cowboy fan. I'm a shareholder in this company that we call the Dallas Cowboy fan base, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Like I said on Facebook, if a company is doing bad, if a company's not making things happen, what does the executive branch do? They start going down and they start getting the supervisors out. The ones that aren't producing, you take out. All right? You take out, you fire, you hear, hit the road, Jack. I'm not seeing anything out of you. And we're not getting that. We're not getting that. And uh, I'll tell you what, Jones... Jones family, I don't know what's gotten into you guys. You won't listen to us. You won't even hear us out. Or I guess we're part of the sheep. And now and now you just called out Des Bryant and said that we haven't had a number one uh, type of receiver in years. Come on, that, that's an insult. You already got rid of the guy. You fired the guy. And now you're saying for years you haven't had a number one wide out? That was your number one wide out, man. Don't give me that crap. And you know what? This is not a Dallas Cowboys show that's sponsored by the Dallas Cowboy team. I'll say whatever the hell I want because there's another couple Cowboy teams out there, a couple Cowboy podcasts out there that just do what the government of Dallas Cowboy Nation says. And that's not us. That's not us. We are on our own, and we are Cowboy fans, and we're ticked off. We're ticked off at this loss. And every every one of you out there saying that our defense played a great game, really, did they really play that good of a game? Because one out of six times they scored in our end zone. That's six times in the first half they were inside our, our red zone. All right? What does that tell you? You can't punt the goddamn ball fourth and one on their 42. You can't do it in overtime, Garrett. You've seen what they're capable of doing. Oh, we bent. We bent and we didn't let them in. Good. That's great for a touchdown. But now they need a field goal, and they were very capable of having a field goal put on us. They were very capable of putting three points on our Dallas Cowboy defense. Trust me. Trust me. 
One out of six times they, they got in the end zone. That's great. But six times they were in our red zone. Are you going to take that chance and punt the ball? On their 42, a long one. Yeah, big deal, long one. You know what you just did? You know what you just did, Garrett? What you just did was you let everyone out there that's a fan of the offensive line and our offensive line tell them that you're not good enough to get one yard for Zeke. That is Zeke's domain, one yard. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. I have no idea. In any case, we lost the game in overtime and uh, by three points. And it was, uh, I tell you what, our DBs, they, uh, Collinsworth, I don't know what the hell you were doing, what, what the hell you were talking up there on the booth, uh, talking shit about how great our DBs were. Our DBs look like shit that day. Number 30 and number 31, throw that 25, 24, whatever the hell they are, I don't care. They all were given five-yard separation on our on, on those wideouts. And I, you know what? I, I get it. I get it on our linebackers can't cover worth a shit on the tight ends either because our tight end looked pretty bad. Or not our tight end, our uh, linebackers covering these guys. They didn't look that, that good at all. That Leighton uh, Vander Etch guy, okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. You like the tackle, son. But for covering anyone, forget about it. Forget about it. That was a tight end that was getting five-yard separation on you every time. All right? I just want to say that, too. Hey, great job. Great job on our middle linebacker with Jalen Smith. I tell you what, he was hitting. He was popping hard. Once again, very disappointing, Jeff Heath. What was what were you doing, man? Every time you seem like you got a one-on-one tackle, they juke you out. And that very big play in the overtime, why are you standing right across from him, right across the quarterback, and not not attacking him? For love of God, I said, get the guy. I wanted to bust into the damn TV and get the guy. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know what? Maybe someone could calm me down. I got no crew today, so I decided to call my buddy Travis. And uh, Travis is going to be a part of the show now. Uh, can we get Travis on here? So, Brian, we got Travis on right now? Yes, we do. Travis, how you doing, my man? I'm here, Jono. How you doing, brother? I'm exactly in your thought wave, brother. I, I, I can't believe this last Sunday's game. I just can't believe it. And I, I – I vented off a little bit, and I want to hear your perspective, and I'm going to jump right into what you got to say, too. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, of course, we're going to start with the obvious. We're talking about 4-1, best running back in the game, so-called best offensive line in the game. You're on the opponent's uh, 42-yard line with less than six minutes to go. Right there, in my opinion, you just got to go for it. I'd rather – live and die with the best running back in the game uh, versus a defense that was getting killed in between the 20s all night. Now, they did hold down, you know, goal line stance uh, on more than one occasion. That was spectacular. Travis. But in between the 20s, they were getting killed. Right, right. That's what I wanted to say to you is we're not protecting a touchdown anymore. We're protecting a damn field goal. Six times in the first half – they were inside our 20-yard line, inside. So you know what? Everyone that's praising our defense, God bless. I get it. We gave up one touchdown out of six times. 
but they are marching on our defense. Exactly. Our defense is known at times to give up the gas play, whether it's to Philly, whether it's to to New York. We've all seen it. And as we watch that game transpire, what I saw was, okay, they're running Alfred Blue just enough. He's not doing anything spectacular, but they're doing hurry up just enough to keep my defense just tired enough to not be able to stop a drive. And as you said, we're not protecting for the touchdown. This isn't about field position. If they get the ball and they drive, which they were doing, then a field goal is almost inevitable. Now, I believe that a little bit of the first-year lore has kind of – how can I put it? It hasn't worn off for Anthony Brown yet because I don't know what the hell he was doing trying to undercut that route Mm -mm. uh, against DeAndre Hopkins because Mm. if you don't go to undercut that route and he catches that ball, Mm. which he does, he's gone. Another thing that's always been a factor for us and definitely in the past two seasons is tackling. So after that, the guy goes down the field and he whoop. He hits the B button twice, and he makes you. I mean, he makes your defense look peewee style, and he runs it down. And at that point, it's all over except for the crying. And I just couldn't believe that after things went the way that they did, sixteen to sixteen, right there, and you know the closing moments of the game, we decide not to do anything. They almost gave it right back to us. DeAndre Washington. Uh, he, I'm, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson, he throws you an interception. He gives it back to you. You get 10, uh, 10 seconds left on the clock. You have a guy who has removed your uh, all-time kicker, and he's supposed to have a good leg behind him. So my thought at that time is I don't want to go into overtime with this thing. So let's at least attempt to try to win. I didn't like the Hail Mary scenario whatsoever. Um, nothing looked good about it except for Hopkins knocking the ball down. And, I mean, honestly, I was upset. But as I've told a couple of people in the past couple of days, I know what my team is. It's an above-average offensive line. It's an above-average running back with an average quarterback and less than adequate receivers. Nobody in that receiving core is a threat. Me, you, and Steve-O, and one of your other guys could get out there and we'd be more of a threat than those guys because they don't know what's coming. Nobody's afraid I, of Deontay Thompson taking the no, top off. No, and today, today Jones comes out and says we haven't had a number one wideout in years. I mean, what kind of a spit are you putting on Dez? That that is horseshit. For one, you saying that because the guy was our number one wideout all those years. Okay, and and he was. Frankly, to speak, we did beat Green Bay in Green Bay for that championship playoff game. Okay. Uh, th- that was a we horrible did. call. And Dez was a big factor in that game. We lost. We lost the game, but Dez was your number one wide out. Why come out and say that today? Why? I, there's more nothing gained from it. More of Jerry being Jerry, trying to save face, trying to protect Garrett. Uh, immediately after the game, Jerry gave his true feelings. Sometimes that's a good thing for Jerry and it's a bad thing. But after that particular game, he said, we got to take risk here. We can't go conservative. But, of course, after a couple of days, you know, being on 105.3, a little bit of influence from Ben and Skin, they say, hey, uh, well, I think we should have punted that ball. No, go with your gut feelings. And to disrespect, because that is what it is, you're disrespecting Dez on that level. Well, somebody tell me who's the all-time leading receiver for the Cowboys with 73. 
I believe it's Des Bryant. And to not be a number one and be sitting all time, that says more to his level of skill play than anything that you guys did as an organization. I felt like that was a very low blow, and it was the only way to shift the attention a little bit off of the, um, I guess you could call it a clapper, you right. know, tr- right, right. Trying, to, trying to make everything seem okay because you're not going to tell me that that's the best play. You're not going to tell me, no. hell, if no. Bill Parcells, no. Jimmy Johnson, man, even Dave Campo with his end-up coaching style would have known, oh, no, we're going for it here. Right. You know, if we're fourth and one. We're on their side of the field. We're going for it here. We're trying to win this game and end it right now. The look on Zeke's face said it all. Right. That's what I said. When I saw them show Zeke on the sideline, I said, oh, yeah, he, he knows it. He sees it. And he understands that it has to begin and end with him. It has to. If he's the best player, you're putting him in the middle of the circle, getting everybody pumped up before the games now. It has to begin and end with him. And to lose the game with the best running back in the game, sitting on the sideline, not touching the ball, I just have a uh, you know a big problem with that. Hey, you're, you're damn right. I, I do have a problem with it too. And I'll tell you another thing. I had a problem with our quarterback. You 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 brought up average. I tell you what, our offensive line, God bless them, because they gave that guy plenty of time, and you still they can't did. find anyone. Come on now, man. They did. I, as bad as our receivers, you make it out to be. I'm not going to point my finger at the receivers. I got to point it at you, Dak. Now, how many times do we have to go through this to where you? There's got to be separation after four seconds. Got to be. I could get away for a second. God damn it. I, I, right. I, I could pull away for a second. You had four and a half seconds I counted on one. That offensive line was working their ass off for you. And then they were on top of that, Travis, on top of that, what are, signal are you giving to our offensive line by not going down on fourth and one? Well, you're not showing any confidence in those guys, and those guys are built on uh, all-star type of premises. Those guys are the guys that can move people, and they, they, they should have been able to move one yard. And like we've covered in the years past, the last two years, we've talked about Zeke. If anything that short, Zeke is a violent runner. Zeke could right. have gotten you that one yard. On that note, right. too, now you're depending on your defense not to give a field goal. Not to give it, not a, a touchdown, but a field goal. And then on top right. of that, on top of that, let me tell you this too. When when they're marching down like that, now you call a timeout. What, what do you call a timeout right. that then for? Call a timeout to ice their kicker. Not, you don't get the ball back, village idiot. You don't get the ball back. Exactly. He, he calls exactly. the timeout, and I'm like looking at this and going, why did you call a timeout? You're not going to get the ball back. Why not use your timeout right. when when the kicker's out there trying to kick this easy 32-yard field goal or 36-yard field? I get that. But you don't even know the concept of using your timeouts. Exactly. And I remember a few years ago, he actually used the timeout to ice our kicker, which showed that he had no time <laughs> or game management uh, whatsoever. And when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, look, 
if we don't score and we give this ball back, like the game is over. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking, and I don't know what you see. Maybe you had a Hugh Jackson moment and thought it really was the fourth quarter and not the overtime. But brother, you gotta understand. Just as you said, we are protecting a field goal. They are going to kick a field goal and win the game. This isn't the first series we've had our chance. Now you're going to give the ball back? I'm not going to do that. What I would do at that time is if we're going to go down, we're going down with Zeke, and then I'm going to put my defense on the field if we don't get that first. And I'm like, get me a stop. But just because Zeke was stopped on third and one, he's a violent runner. I'm more than confident that he would have moved that line or put enough question in that line that we would have got the first down on a measurement. I did not see and did not feel like with everything that we've had going on in the past few weeks, that game needed to end that way. As you stated, the offensive line, they played their ass off. The defense, they played their ass off. Now, of course, they had their moments. They are still the Cowboys sometimes when it comes to the secondary, but our uh, first-round pick, he seems to be filling in well and getting his feet wet. He understands the concept of the game. The people who aren't understanding are the ones who make the differences. I'm looking at Jason Garrett, and when I see his mouth, he says, we're going to punt it here. I say he's kidding. And then I thought to myself, I said, well, maybe maybe Garrett's going to fool me and he's going to run a fake right here. We've run the fakes with Jones over the past two seasons that have been successful. They haven't run it this season. No one's looking for that. We're going to shake it up a little bit here. We're not just going to kick the ball off, even though they're going to get pinned because we do have a great punter, but you're only protecting three points, and it's inevitable that it's going to happen. And again, back to Jerry with the shot at Des today. Now, Call it what you want, say how you feel, whatever. But as of today, this time last year versus right now, Des Bryant's the best receiver on our team. If he walks in the door today, he knows the offense better than anybody on the field right now with the exception of Cole Beasley, maybe. And he's the best receiver in the locker room with no practice, no anything. I feel like now Jerry is having so much to protect two things. One, his decision to move on from Romo. They're not going to blame that. They can't blame that right now because that will be just as bad as calling Dez back to admit that you were wrong. So the blame is always going to be shifted just a little bit. They'll give him a little bit of blame, but they'll say, hey, he did enough to keep us in the game. Well, he did, but he also did enough things to take us out of the game. A bunch of times Sunday I was looking at the screen and I said, Dak, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you throwing? Where the hell are you running? I just didn't understand what was going on. And then you got the Jaguars coming in next week. They're pissed off offensive juggernaut. They don't have Leonard Fournette in the backfield, but it was just reported they're going to sign Jamal Charles today. So whether he decides to play or is able to play Sunday or not, you're going to have another offense and another defense, the best defense in the league, that doesn't fear anybody on the other side of the ball. We can blame the play calling as much as we want to, but execution is key. And what I realize and what I remember from the Cowboys of 2014, even the NF ones of 2015 and 2016, they had players that would execute. The players that we have right now, I'm not sure that execution no. can happen. No. So, something that pissed me off on Sunday, it was early in the game, and I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. It was a screen play where Dak looked off cold and threw the ball to Zeke behind the damn line of scrimmage. And I said, if you didn't see Cole I know. breaking on his outright, he was open. Right. He was open. Right. But 
he didn't release the ball. And remember, um, on your post, I even alluded to that. And I said, in these situations, Dak is going to have to trust his arm and his receivers. And he did not do that. And week by week, the receiver's confidence in him is going down. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to run the route as hard. I'm not going to cut as much because it ain't coming my way anyway. And if there's nobody to sell, then Dak Prescott, you're a marked man out there, and we're going to see the same result that we saw Sunday night. Houston did not look like they had put up almost 400 yards of offense. Our defense was doing what they needed to do. They were holding these guys in the red zone, goal line stance. That game was yours to win or lose, and you lost it. Houston did not beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost the game. Oh, yeah, well said. Well said, brother. I tell you what, Dak, uh, Dak just seemed like uh, right before the game ended, too, he doesn't know how to use his brain. And I'll tell you this, uh, it was like he runs out of bounds to give them – he stops the clock. He stops the right. clock. And I'm like, dude, just just stay in. If you're not going to get the first right. down, stay in bounds and work the clock and let's get out of this. I mean, we almost had a chance to lose it in the fourth quarter, too. The, the one thing we're missing is the main ingredient of – He's just he's so obscure in that right back there. He when he gets too much time, then he just uh he goes full tilt to where he doesn't know what to do. If if right. he doesn't have time, he's just running back there and he has no game plan and you you could bet assure that he's not going to find someone. He never finds not anyone when he's running around like that. I mean, he doesn't even run all. productively. You remember how Romo used to step into the pocket, how this new kid in exactly. Kansas City steps into exactly. the pocket? This guy just keeps running backwards, and he's not fooling anyone anymore. They're, they're not buying the, no. the fake little uh, hand tosses and all that. It's not happening. I mean, it's just uh, – Did you see the play where they fake to Tavon, fake to Zeke? What the hell are you doing there? You're faking to Tavon, you're faking to Zeke, and he's still going backwards. Nobody fears that bootleg or read option anymore. Jason Witten's not there. So they're not worried about you dumping that out to him for six that's going to turn into 12. They said, well, we, as you said, this guy's not going to find anybody because how? right now the pressure is so high, he's trying to play perfect. He can't do it. How do you feel today, today or yesterday, let's say yesterday more or less, if you're uh, mm-hmm. Tyron Smith, if you're Connor Williams, if you're – Joe Looney, if you're Zach Martin, if you're Collins out there, and you guys are all sitting around having a beer talking about yesterday's game, you're saying to I, – I mean, you're not letting this out in public because you can't, because you know what happens to a Dallas Cowboy player once right. he starts showing disgruntle of the Dallas Cowboys. They're out of there. Jerry does not right. tolerate it, it stems from the players to the coaches. Anyone that says anything, he'll get rid of. Yeah, he, he doesn't Absolutely. tolerate it. Even the other podcast shows, the Dallas Cowboy podcast shows that are sponsored by the Dallas Cowboys. By the Cowboys. You won't see any talk like this show right here where we're telling you guys as fans what, what, what the hell really went down. All right? That's what we're seeing. And those guys that are sitting around the living room, what the hell are they saying? They're saying that, dude, that was our game. We could have made that. Right. We could have just run right. inside the tackle. Forget that outside the tackle stuff that you're uh, that you guys are calling. That's not working. You keep 
You right. keep our guy. You keep Elliott inside the tackle. You see what we get. I don't understand the notion of trying to run outside, left or right side, against it's two not working. number one draft picks. It's not working. The weakest point of their defense is right up the middle. Every time you went right up the middle, it was a positive situation. I don't care if it was Dak with a sneak. I don't care if it was Zeke with a little inside handoff, a small dump screen, the shovel pass to Tavon. Everything up the middle was fine. And when you were talking about trying to find someone, I think back to that pass that he threw Tavon when he was on the run. That was probably the luckiest pass that he threw all night. Because if the Houston defender was one more step, it was either going to be knocked down or intercepted. And I don't want to say that the Cowboys made the wrong choice with Dak, but he has proven that he has to have the talent around him, and nothing's wrong with that. Hell, uh, what was that, Baltimore or Tampa Bay with Trent Dilfer that won the Super Bowl with him as a quarterback? You can be average as long as the players around you are executing, but to come out and say we don't need a number one wide receiver, let's just say we made a mistake on that. We right. do need a number one wide receiver, okay? Because no one fears anyone on our side of the ball except for 21. They don't fear number four anymore because they realized last year, wait a minute, when four is not with 21, four is really average. When he's with 21, at least we got to respect him a little bit. And then you go back to the Dez thing because if he was supposed to be having such a bad year, the crazy thing about it is, he was still getting double covered last year. He was still leaving somebody, you know, to, 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 to wonder what was going to happen. Is the ball going to 88? So they would double up on him and it would leave somebody open. Now they say, hey, just sit back. Either the kid's going to make a mistake or they're not going to go anywhere. And when you're looking at our production, it's three and out, three and out, three Travis, and out, three and out. Travis, I'm convinced, and I want to ask you this too, I am convinced 100%. Dez was the only one in that sideline that said, "This shit's not working. We're not. We're not making things happen here, and we're not playing right. cowboy football." And I'm telling you, they got rid of that. They got rid of that. And now it's Absolutely. like anyone that opens their mouth. Well, I don't know what the hell is going to happen though, because there's a lot of faults there. Now i i can I can say this too. Everyone's bitching about Odell Beckham. At New York Giants, right. at least the man is saying to you right there what the hell the problems are. I mean, uh, right. we could we could sit there and say, "Oh, Dal Beckham, you're not a team player. You're not." Uh, you know right. what? The guy wants to win. The guy wants to win. That's and any it. Cowboy fan right now listening to the show and saying, "Oh, you know what? Odell Beckham, yeah, he's got to knock that jive shit off." Well, no, it, it, Odell Beckham cares. So does Des right. Bryant. So does Beasley. Right. And all these guys, they care. Offensive line, I guarantee you, like I said, when they're at their house in that living room sitting around talking about yesterday's game, they're talking about this. But you Absolutely. can't. they can't bring it up because right now, I don't know what the hell's gotten into our, our Cowboys. That's a whole different structure right now. You say something, they've even got – They've even got their own fan base, a Cowboy fan base. I'm still a Cowboy fan, like a loser win. I don't care. I'm still a You know what, folks? That's exactly what he thrives on, sheep like exactly. you. He loves the exactly. sheep. I mean, all you are 
are a person that's still going to go to that Dallas Cowboy shop or that Walmart, and you're still going to buy that Cowboy shirt. He loves you. Right. He can't get enough right. of you. He hates he can't me. Get enough of guys like that. He hates me, and he hates Travis because he hates the Dezes out there. He hates anyone that takes a shot. Those are the guys that right. we, like I said, we are the shareholders. This is the team we we're with this is our company and if you see a bad supervisor not doing his job and we keep losing what do you do with that supervisor normally what do you do travis you fire right you fire this person exactly you fire That's what him. you do and see man when they're talking about what what do we need to do what do we need to do i understand it the best wide receiver that's available out there right now, his name is Des Bryant. And whether you want to bring him in or not, you're not going to discredit the fact that he is the best out there that's available. And when I'm listening to the uh, podcast shows that's directly from the team, I feel as if they've all almost been directed to lay the sauce on a little heavy when it comes to Des as to reasons to not bring him. Dude, this is because like, they're like old Russia is, or something. Exactly. All I keep hearing is, well, I didn't see anything that worked last year. Well, keep in mind, we didn't have 21 for six games last year. Keep in mind that Dez was still playing injured last year and the year before that. But no one is going to discredit what he did in 2016. And in 2016, he missed big games. He missed the Green Bay game. So I don't want to hear those things from people who want to ignore the obvious. As a true fan of the team, I want to win first. Everything else is secondary. I don't care about who likes us, who's the coach, what scheme we're running. I want to win. So if winning means signing Des Bryant, then you go sign Des Bryant. But what you don't do to pacify me is sign another guy that went on television disrespecting the team. I'm talking about Bryce Butler and never done anything. And since he's been back, he played two snaps. So what? why are you doing this, making us run in place, making us feel like we're trying to make strides to be better. Like I said, hey, just admit it. I thought we could make it without a number one receiver. We can't. The type of quarterback that we have, he needs a playmaker at the back. He needs a playmaker at the receiver. He needs a playmaker at the tight end. And that's okay. That's okay if that's what you need. Because if you win the championship, nobody gives a damn. Like I just said, we both know that Trent Dilfer, when you're talking about quarterbacks, he's not even a guy that comes to your mind on your worst day. But he won a Super Bowl based on what was put around him. Nobody cares that he could barely get the ball past the 20-yard line. All they know was at the end of that season, the team's going to Disney World. And that's what matters to me. So if it's Dez or whoever it is or whatever it is, make it happen. Stop coming on the radio and on the television every Monday morning pacifying me. We're under 500 right now. Like I said, we have the Jaguars coming. Then we got the Redskins coming. And then we got the guaranteed win, which is the bye week. I know we'll win that one. <laughs> but if we're sitting there at 2-6, two 2-5, and six, two and five, you're really going to have to look yourself in the mirror because now what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to convince 21 to stay around. You're going to have to convince him that he can't get it anywhere else before he gets it here. Because as soon as the word goes that 21 is a free agent, hey, somebody will trade their firstborn to get him. Well, here's I already a, know this. Here's another thing too, Travis. 21's getting banged up. I mean, they're running him exactly. way too much because our number, our our deck can't throw the ball. So what what is what's our offense doing now? They're relying on uh 
on our running game a little too extra now. I, I mean, the guy's feeling Absolutely. feeling banged up. And if, if you think the, the guys like Christian Okoye, Errol Campbell, these guys didn't have a longevity. I'll tell you that right now. Right. And you're, you're, you're going to run into that same structure with those guys. It's just physical. Uh, whatever you guys are saying out there, no, it won't happen. Bull. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen. You're wearing this guy down to nothing. He's like a thoroughbred right now that you keep running every week, and he's got to get a little bit of rest or a little bit of help, and you're not giving it to him. You're not giving it to him. Absolutely. You're not giving it to him, and you don't even like, you know, I didn't understand last week there was a quick point in time where we were on that last drive. He was banged up so much they had to put Ron Smith in. And I'm like, at this crucial time of the game, if he's asking to come out, that lets you know right there, it's too much. It's too much week to week. It's too much. And they're keying in on him. And like you said, his body isn't going to be able to sustain that damage week after week after week. 2016, it was no problem because you go 21, then you go 88, then you go 82, then you go 11. Hey, Cole Beasley didn't get his first catch until almost the end of the game the other night. And that's a travesty. Unheard of. That's a travesty. Unheard of when you have a situation. So now it looks like Jeff Swain is going to be the go-to guy. That's the only guy that Dak Prescott can trust now is Jeff Swain. That's a joke, man. I, I'm just so, at this moment, so fed up, so pissed off. If if I'm a person in that organization. You're, you're not a, you're not a fan, team, Travis. You're not a fan. That's that's what they're oh, saying oh, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. this that's social media. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. You're not a loyal fan. Beat it. Go find another team. Who the hell are you to tell me to go find it? And then the, uh, that word they use, bandwagon. A bandwagon right. signifies when a team is winning. Everyone winning. jumps on the exactly. bandwagon. Don't, you don't even know the the meaning of bandwagon when you tell us that get off the bandwagon and join another team. We've, we've right. loved this team from day one. We're tired of losing, man. And if you guys have accepted it at mediocrity like that, then that's fine. You'll never be that's mad fine. or sad or whatever. That's your type of gig. You're perfect for this team. But not exactly. me. This is not my old Cowboys from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And you know what? I'd like to see something. I'd like to see something one time. Again, before I die. I'd like I to die. see anything. I'd like to see anything. Man, I joined up with this team 1989. They went 1-15. But what they showed me in that year is that they were going to fight and they were going to compete. And they were going to do what they needed to do to be respected. Within five years, they had three championships. And from there, I knew, okay, this is the winning formula. This is what we have to stick with. This is what we got to do. We got to continue to execute. But right now, we're not executing. No one's afraid. They know what's coming. They're going to turn around. They're going to hand it to 21. Four is not going to be able to do too much. And, you know, I want that fire back on the sideline. I want somebody asking, what the hell are we doing? The other night when Hearn and Prescott couldn't get together on that route, either he ran the wrong route, Dak threw it too early, whatever, nobody asked any questions. Everybody go back to the sideline. Well, we just try to get. No, where is the urgency? Where is Chris Richard is showing the most urgency of our coaching staff and his authority only goes so far. Right. He's in those guys' faces constantly. What the hell are you doing? He said, that's right. us. If you want to be excellent, you have to be excellent every play. Meanwhile, the clappers clapping you up for missing a tackle that turned into a 49-yard game. 
he was clapping those guys up when they came to the sideline after that 49-yard game. I couldn't believe that. I said, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, people got on Jimbo a few weeks ago when he grabbed the kid's face mask because he was out there fighting. When I played football, that's what we needed. Even the kid came out and said, I needed that. I needed somebody to grab me and rein me back in. You need somebody to ask you, what the hell are you doing? You don't need somebody that's going to it's okay, you know, we'll go out there and try it again. And if it don't work, we'll go to the locker room and we'll look at the pad and then we're going to come out and try it again. Nothing's working. Nothing's working. And I know for a fact, everybody knows, that's time with the Cowboys is over. Is that the move that they should make this week? I tell you what, it'll be better than any move they've made so far in the offseason. And if I was on the other team, I may not respect it, but I say, you know what? I think 88 is going to be out here this weekend. So we're going to have to keep our eyes on him should no, you, something transpire. It, it, Travis, it's not going to happen. I'll tell you why. He's already no, he, he's already said today or yesterday, he said, oh, we never had a number one wide out in year. Okay, his point was right there, hey, Des, leave us alone. You're not going to be a yep. cowboy. Stop. Yep. Stop acting like you're still a cowboy and go on and hate us from this point on because I'm not right. signing you back on and I want this bridge to end right now. That's why he said that today or last night. That was his he only said it today. That, that I'm telling you, that was his only structure on that. There was nothing else on that. Why would you even say nothing. that? Right, right. Why would why would you even say that? And it's crazy because right now for the for the savvy and smart businessman that him and Steven are supposed to be, they're totally cutting their noses off right now to spite their face and would rather this ship go down eight and eight, five and eleven, or something of that, four and twelve, or something of that nature to say, Well, hey, we didn't have to bring him back in here. We're gonna be in a great position next year for the draft. I don't wanna be in a great position for the draft. I wanna compete. This is a team twenty fourteen, as you said, that was right there, ready prime to compete for a Super Bowl. We lost our starting franchise quarterback. We got right back to it in 2016 with a 13-win season. I want to compete. I don't want to be on the outside looking in, but right now, that's what it is. And I tell you, my friend, after the game Sunday, the way that I'm feeling about this Sunday, I'm like, man, am I even excited about the game? I don't think so. No, no. I don't think so because I'm like, damn, I already know the results. And, and, and Travis, that East is so ripe for the picking. It's so ripe for the picking. Super Why ripe. have we not exploited this NFC East? I mean, this is the NFC East conference right now that is very capable. We could have run off with this damn thing. Well, it, it's Absolutely. it's like we're playing mediocrity, and we're just we're not there, man. We're not there, Brother, and it starts off with our, our with our front office. I don't see the Jones ever relinquishing this either. It's going to be passed down from one Jones to another Jones to another Jones to another Jones. This is this is it, folks. He's not selling you. He's not man, selling you, Jono. We got a defense right now that is uh, only giving up sixteen points a game. I'd be damned if we're not supposed to be 5-0, and at least 4-1. and We have a great defense. We have a nucleus right now that if, if you look at us on paper and the way that these guys play, 
two and three. Who the hell is that? That's not the Dallas Cowboys. It can't be. Not with everything they have going on. But like I said, when I heard those names, Alan Hearns, and, and, and quiet as it's kept, I feel sorry for the kid Hearns because he was really sold on the fact that he was going to play with Dez when he got here. If you look at most of his first tweets and everything on social media after he signed the deal, he says, oh, man, I can't wait to get out there with Dez. He didn't know that he was uh, supposed to be the number one guy. He's never been there. He didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I I think I think my friend that the number one spot right now to me is the quarterback spot and I'm not seeing that job get done. And uh it, and your coaching staff, I'll tell you what, Garrett Garrett just uh, can't coach. Fourth down and no, one, you showed your man. colors. You you never seem to know when to throw that stupid red flag. You throw the red flag every time when someone upstairs should be saying, "Don't throw it." Don't throw it. How right, dare you throw it? it. And that, right. that that Austin kid, he to me, he's fine out of the backfield for some sort of a gadget play, like a reverse or something. But just catching the ball, man. I mean, how many times are you going to drop a ball? How many times? And then you call a red flag on that and you want to see that everyone in the stadium knew that that, was, that wasn't a catch. Everybody knew. And I'm like, you picked the most end-up plays to throw the challenge on. Let it be a reason. Yeah, for that, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, anybody. I'm, I'm losing you, Travis. I'm losing you. Are you moving around there? Oh, you got me? You got me? I got you now. You got me? Okay, yeah, anybody could see that that, that was not viable at all. There was no need, no sense in it. And, you know, if we're not going to change, but it's not going to change until us as the fan base change. If they don't support, uh, they continue to support mediocrity, they're going to be okay. We put it mediocre and players on the field, and we're going to have to deal with it. That's not what I'm used to. That's not what I want. And remember I told you the first time we spoke after all these changes happened, in regards to wit, in regards to death, they better be right. And so far, my friend, they are totally wrong. You're right, buddy. You're right. Well, we got Jacksonville Jaguars coming up this week, and uh, I I'm not too thrilled about it. their defense is something special, and their DB yeah. there who, who's there uh, who's that who's yeah, Jalen Ramsey, and he's got a point. He he wants to make it known to the Cowboys. I should have been your pick, not Zeke. So he's gonna throw a, a, another extra umph to this now. And uh, I tell you what, man, this is gonna be something where. We grind, we grind, and this I see another low-scoring game. But let's—I don't know. I don't know uh, if our if our team, you know, and, and I've never, I've never picked another team. I never picked another team. But I do not have the confidence anymore. I'm losing confidence. Me either. I'm losing Me confidence. Me either. I never have, man. I never have. And my kid, she asked me uh, Sunday night when I was sitting here. How you doing? When I when I was sitting there and I put my head down, she said, "Well, Dad, what's wrong?" I said, "Did you see what just happened?" She said, "Well, it's okay. You guys play next week." And she said, "How do you feel? Who who you guys playing?" I said, "We're playing the Jags." She said, "Oh, Dad, I think that's going to be a loss." <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so too. Thanks, kid. Gotta agree with the kid. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? At least you right. gave it to me straight. All right. Thank you so much, Travis. Wow. What the hell was that? No. Anyway, oh, I don't know what that was. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Travis. Uh, you're always part of the show, man. And uh, 
hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a W. We'll be on. We'll be on this yeah, Thursday. Man, maybe they'll surprise us. Yeah, we'll maybe be on this Thursday. We'll get a W. And uh, check out our show, folks, uh, this Thursday. And uh, this was a good recap show. Thank you so much, Travis, for being part of it. All right, Jono. You guys have a good week. Talk to you soon, brother. All right. Take care, man. Take right. care. You too. All right, my friends. That was Travis, a big fan and a big fan of the show, too. And uh, you know what? I You, you just uh, – my heart bleeds just like uh, every Cowboy fan out there. We're doing what we can. And I don't know. But don't use that line. It's not selling anymore. It, it, win or lose, we're Cowboy. Yeah, we got that. We got that. But we'd like to see – some wins, and we, we're tired of seeing plays that we could draw up. We could draw up better plays than what we're seeing out on the field. All right, my friends, uh, from Jono, Steve wasn't here, Rodney wasn't here, but we had Travis to fill in. We'll check you guys out this Thursday, and we'll get another great show going this uh, Thursday to see what we got in store with the Jacksonville game. All right, so take care from, from all of us. We're out of here. Take care. Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.